WTKWHD2 Bridgeport, ESPN Radio. Good morning, I'm Seth Goldberg. Syracuse football is headed to the Camping World Bowl in Orlando, where they'll face former Big East foe West Virginia. The Orange and Mountaineers have not met since the 2012 Pinstripe Bowl, where Syracuse won 38-14. Syracuse and West Virginia had played each other every year from 1955 up until that 2012 Pinstripe Bowl. This year, it's two prolific offenses, and Eric Dungy is looking forward to matching Will Greer and the Mountaineers. Yeah, I think I watched their um, game against Oklahoma, and you know, obviously they're you know one of the most prolific offenses there is. I mean, Will Greer is one of the best quarterbacks um, in the country, and so they're going to put up points, and our job is to do the same thing. On the season, Syracuse averaged 41 points per game, not to be outdone. West Virginia averaged 42 points per game in the Big 12 this season. SU and West Virginia will meet December 28th in the Camping World Bowl. On the women's basketball court, Syracuse beats Towson 98-55. Digna Strotmana led the Orange with 19 points. Five SU players scored at least 15 points. In the NFL, the Giants beat the Bears 30-27 in overtime. Odell Beckham Jr. caught a touchdown pass, also threw a 49-yard touchdown pass. It was his second 40-plus yard touchdown pass of the season. Uh, Eli Manning has none of those this year. The, jo- the Bills lose to the Dolphins 23-17. Josh Allen had a fantastic day. He threw for 230 yards and two touchdowns. Also ran for 135 yards. I'm Seth Goldberg. The Daniel Baldwin Show starts now. Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to the Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz, and you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN. Hi, this is Bruce Smith, and you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, and you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN. Jim Kelly, you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Dean Kane. You're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, and so am I. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. (laughs) Look at that face on the mole. The malicious one. And of course, the legendary character. Thank you. How was your weekend, Josh? Eventful. Had a great weekend. Went to uh, Rochester to see a concert with my wife. Little dinner and night, uh, dinner and date night out there. Yes, what concert? Yes. Jason Mraz. He was in town. Cool. Went and saw him. Friday night was a daddy daughter dance. My daughter and I went to the daddy daughter dance. Did you carve it up with your daughter? Cut it up a little bit. Had some pizza. Got out of there early. <laughs> and yesterday was more Christmas decorating. Busy weekend. You have you have been on the road nonstop. My Before friend. you get into your story, let's welcome the folks at ninety six five in Utica. Hello, Utica. Utica now receiving the big show. I this like is that. Daniel Baldwin. Like he is an actor and uh, does Mediocre other things. Radio I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, listen. Go to www.lookatmymoviesinstead.com. Yeah, um, Paulie, what did you get? What did you do this weekend? Uh, I worked the SU Cornell game, and then mm-hmm. I came into work here yesterday and worked the uh, SU women's basketball game, and then did a bowl. Special at uh, six o'clock last night with Seth Goldberg. So I did I a bowl open. special about six o'clock myself last night. <laughs> I did that this morning, <laughs> right after my coffee. Uh, so, how was that experience with you and the great Seth Goldberg? Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, it went good. It was fine. It was very uh, sporty. So, so, did you go through all of the bowl games now, or did you concentrate no, we on Syracuse going to the camping world? Syracuse going to the camping world bowl, and we heard from John Wildhack, Dino Babers. We had people from the athletic department telling people how to get tickets. 
We had Brent Axon. We had someone from Morgantown, West Virginia, talking about uh, how the unthrilled they are to be yes. playing Syracuse. Oh, are they pissed? They are so are they pissed really? off. Yeah, oh they my have God. no desire because they 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 went into this year expecting to be in the playoff. They were they're in right, another right, right. playing Syracuse in the Camping World Bowl. Their fans on Twitter are just brutal. Yeah. Well, they think they're going to walk in and just smoke Syracuse? Do no, they? I don't even think they care. They're not even going to play the game. I get, We were talking about this earlier. They're, they're, the, the QB probably won't even play. They'll just completely phone it in. Really? Yeah, it's going to it's going to be it's going to be a bummer. I think. There's always one team in bowl season that gets stuck in a bowl that they don't want to be in, and yeah, Syracuse but, got it. But based on their performance this year, there were there were three lost team. Uh, three, right? I think so. I have. Yeah. Three. So what are they barking about? They weren't going to any. Playoff game ego. They got an ego. Well, they went in. They have. They're very talented. And no, let's uh, see. Let's see. How they're talented. six and three. Yeah. Eight and three. Total. Eight and three. Yeah. So they lost, and they lost to one team. They never should have lost to too. I forgot. They lost to Texas, uh, I believe, <clears throat> Oklahoma, and uh, both Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. They right, lost Oklahoma to. State. That game, they they were supposed to beat them by fourteen or something. Yeah, well, they got smoked. They're not happy about playing. Wham, West Virginia, wham. Yeah, Mountain Mama, get your ass kicked but by it, Syracuse. It, it's, I mean, it's a great thing for Syracuse. Syracuse is happy to be in the Camping World Bowl because this is the best bowl they could have possibly been in with their record and where they are. And West Virginia is, feels as if they've been putting a. Do we get robbed by not bowl. sneaking in just before Oklahoma? No, generally. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his face. Are you on drugs again? No. <laughs> generally, it's been a long time. Baber said been yesterday. about you, though. The Camping World Bowl number two in the ACC is generally in that, so he was happy to be. Yeah, that's exactly right. To be. Yeah, the second best team in the ACC gets the Camping World Bowl, and Syracuse got it. Unless the second best team is in one of those New Year's Six bowls. Right. Right. So you'd have to have. Yeah, you'd have to have both. Which and, is usually a Florida when Florida State's at its peak. It's right. usually Clemson and Florida State. Sure. Either. And what I didn't know, I learned that this morning, is that they do two bowls at that same place. So if you go to Orlando, you could catch Camping World and then stay for the Citrus Bowl. They yeah. do them both at the at the same arena. Yeah, that'd be nice. V- vacuum it up real quick. Yeah. Two bowls Play sounds like my dorm room in college. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Utica. What? Good to have you. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the poly. Smoking the devil's the lettuce, mold. if you know what I mean. <laughs> the devil's lettuce. <laughs> he's you sure you no, want to do hip. the Gomez and Lisa show he's right hip. now? I'm he's heck. Well, isn't that Let's what get back talk? on this party, Barge. Mm-hmm. The pot? Uh, uh, the pot. So are what you... was I just reading that one of the states here will be the first state in the Midwest to legalize marijuana? One of them is going to go ahead and roll over now. Ohio or somebody. So right. what did you do this weekend? I uh, drove all the way down to Florida with a big uh, trailer behind me with a bunch of Robin stuff, and we moved a bunch of stuff into the, you know, we're doing the springs, uh, uh, getting ready for putting stuff away for spring, uh, you know, that we don't need now that it's winter. And Robin, you know, also is just not a, she's just not a Syracuse winter person. She can't handle it. So she'll probably spend a vast majority of her time down there and fly up every time she wants a little nookie. (laughs) That's what it boils down to. Yeah. Or I'll fly down there when I can't stand it. Um, Big show today. (laughs) It's a a big show. So we're looking at the Orlando trip, speaking of houses in Orlando. And uh, I told you I approached the great one and said, shouldn't the mole and I be down there at this game? So now that we're in that one, he was kind of waiting to see where we land. What's what's your wish list for this now? Uh, It's not up to me. It's up to my bosses. Oh, God. 
Uh, I, it depends on whether they want me to work the bowl game or the St. Bonaventure's basketball game. So, oh, they get to decide? Yeah. So, Is there a comparison? I'm, 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 I'm just trying to understand. Is there a comparison of playing St. Bonaventure in basketball or well, playing uh, in a bowl game against West Virginia? Money-wise, they, they won't have to pay for my travel if I don't do the bowl game. So it's just up to them. It's a matter of... But I'm asking you, com- maybe I'm missing something. I realize the reach of Jim Beheim and this program and... But we're in a bowl game, the next tier down. Yeah, but whether Paulie's there or not, yeah. doesn't matter if it gets on the air. Somebody else can get it on the air. It's not like Paulie's the quarterback of the team. He's yeah. <laughs> but he goes to every single. Yeah. I mean, the guy right. drives my, from Miami. My guess, for right. my guess is they will want me because I do all the games to do the bowl game. Yeah, I would think that. So if something's going to screw up, they'd rather be with St. Bonaventure than with the bowl game. Yeah, they'd rather have. But but there's a mentality too, like you just said that West Virginia has. Uh, you know, about playing us, that even amongst people here, I, I kind of get this, well, yeah, we'll see if we travel. But we travel to individual or two-game basketball tournaments all over the place, and we go. But so I, I, maybe I just, I'm, I'm, this I'm is, so excited we're going to the Yeah, this is a new thing for Syracuse. So it's like, it's been a long time since we were in a relevant bowl, and the fans probably got to work their way into it. I think the turnout for this bowl game will be exceptional for Syracuse. You know, not just that, but uh, you know, when I when I look at the numbers, I, we're pr- if we win this game, and the right people lose, we're like a bubble top ten, like ten, eleven, twelve again anyway to end the season. So that's a huge thing. Yeah, I, and it's gonna I be great for recruiting. It's gonna it's be huge for recruiting. Ten wins is huge for any football program. Double digits, baby. Double digits. Uh, got to. I saw you commented. Uh, on the newest Twitter affair with the Levitard show, it's hysterical. You got to hear this, Josh. Is this over? What is it? Let me just tell you what happened. So, on Thursday, because for the first time, I decided to pick a Thursday night game mm-hmm. included in my five. So I text her the games, and I text her the bogus Alec uh, and, and I and my quatrain, <gasps> bogus, Exposed. bogus, because Alec did it via telephone, of course. Yes. Um, so. She goes, okay, got him, blah, and then she texts me on Friday, they didn't air. No, no, on Thursday night, I said, can I get the tape of, you know, your guys, like, we like to see their reaction and everything. She goes, oh, they, it was a, f- a frenetic day, it didn't air, but I go, okay, so does that mean I can re-choose? Like, I can start, you know, and do, which in case I'd throw out the game, I lost, admittedly, mm-hmm. the Saints game. She goes, I don't know, you did say you wanted the Saints, but I go, okay, well, she, she goes, you know what, go ahead and make some picks. And So I make five five picks, the same bottom four, but I throw out the game I lost, mm-hmm. and I pick the Colts, who lost anyway. So I I send that, and then we go two wins, three losses. Colin Coward goes two wins, three losses. On my original picks or my second picks, the mm-hmm. same. She goes, no, and I post, tied him again. Here we go, and I do a quatrain about being on the road and making a tie, you tell a mm-hmm. lie, whatever mm-hmm. the hell I said. So she turns around and she says back, no, actually, you were two and four. And I said, what do you, so I texted her personally. I went, what do you mean I was two and four? I asked you whether or not I should repick. And you turned around and said, go ahead. And then you said, you know what? In good conscience, I can't do that. You did say you wanted to. And I said, okay, which would mean the first five picks stand, right. correct? Yeah. So in those first five picks, we were two wins, three losses. She goes, no, because you added the Colts the next day, I'm going to count that. I said, I said, listen, do you want us not on the show? Just say, because I can make that happen easy. Mm-hmm. We just won't call you again. Yeah. I go, but why are you, you know, it's it's like a, 
a constant war the last like it doesn't have to be that way. It was supposed to be a fun. Yeah. Are we? Is it over? Did she block you on Twitter? I heard a rumor she blocked you on Twitter. No, she didn't block me on Twitter. She said, uh, "Thank goodness they have the block option or something like that." Meanwhile, meanwhile, she's texting me. Maybe we should take a vacation. Maybe we just need a little time away from each other. I want to react. I want to. I want to like paintball. See, on the thirtieth, they tweeted that Daniel Baldwin infiltrated the show. So did they play you on the thirtieth? Yes. 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 And Listen, what did they say? This is a show. Wait, 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 you you got to hear. This is a show that claims that we're such a nuisance. They spent an entire segment talking about our show, us, what we've done, my brothers, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And so I wrote to her, if we suck so bad and we're so irrelevant, why did you spend a whole 15-minute segment talking about my family mm-hmm. and me mm-hmm. and us? So, yeah, I, 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 I've always said that the best possible thing we could do would be to get on their show and read the quatrain and not let them know that the quatrain is saying, yeah, go to hell, and we hang up on them. That would be the best thing we could do. All right. We'll come back. Wow. Eton Thomas. Eton playing so what? And we're going we're gonna to talk about so much more. Wow. What's Thanks. My, my rejoin's gone. Yeah, you're back. Where's Ton? Where's Big Ton? But Tom Thomas, Tom from Washington, and Tom from Washington. Tom from Washington. No, he's Tom from Phoenix. Tom you're not going to let that go, huh? No. Tom from Phoenix, you're on line four. What's up, Tony? Tom Thomas joining us, ladies and gentlemen, as he always does on Monday. You're doing some motivational speaking with the Suns. Is that today? Yes, that's today. Man, that's cool, bro. That must be so much fun. Oh, no, it is. It is talking to them about, you know, using their voices and, you know, planning after basketball and everything like that. So uh, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, man, that's good. All right, we're going to go play So What. Let's open it up, Josh. Take us home. So What is brought to you. I'm so excited. It's time for. Uh, um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I just can't. uh, um. So What. It's unlistenable radio. (laughs) You understand me? Daniel Baldwin Show. So what is brought to you by the Wildcat Sports Pub, voted best of 2018 by the Syracuse New Times. Catch all the SU and NFL action on their giant TVs and online at wildcatpizzapub.com. Now that the Bulls have been announced, a lot of head coaches are getting their bonuses. Leading the bonuses will be Jeff Tedford of Fresno State. He's getting $800,000. Kentucky's Mark Stoops is getting $750,000. And Iowa's Kirk Ferentes is getting 600000 Nowhere on the list publicly is Dino Babers. But a player who takes his team to a bowl game gets a DVD and a duffel bag right. from, from the Camping World Bowl. Or, 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 or as Alec once said, set of steak knives. Yeah. <laughs> Turtle yeah, Ask Eton what he thinks about that. Yeah, These kids, a, like, there's going to be... You can ask him yourself. He's Eton. on the phone. Oh, hi, yeah. hello, Eton. Uh, How you doing? So the, the payout for the Camping World Bowl is like $5.8 million that goes mm-hmm. to the two schools. And like Polly just said, the, the kids don't get a dime of it. They get well, it. I, I think that's terrible. I mean, I think the, the system, you know, I mean, what, what better system where you don't have to really pay any of your workers? I mean, I, I don't, you know, for, from the employer standpoint, I mean, I, I think this is ridiculous to even say that college athletes shouldn't be paid for what they generate. Now, maybe 30, 40 years ago, you know, when the contracts weren't what they were, when the TV contracts weren't what they were, when they weren't getting as much for the bowl games and things of that nature, when we weren't economically generating the money that they're generating now, I can say, okay, maybe it was a good trade off. But now, I mean, it's a billion dollar industry. 
I mean, it, 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 there's no way you can justify it, especially when you see the – I can go on and on for you. all just tell me when you want me to stop Keep talking. Keep going. I love it. <laughs> but when you see the amount that the coaches are making, you know, like, oh, there's no money to pay the players, but look, we're making giving the coaches $5 million apiece, and, and they're getting bonuses. So, I mean, it's just it's, – it's ridiculous. But, you know. Well, it's, it's, it's different for someone like you who can play and then go pro and make your money that way. I think it's different for a, a football kid – who probably won't go pro? I mean, I think I think I've heard like ninety percent of these kids will never play pro football. Yeah, but, right. but you know, that's a very important statistic. But nowhere else in the American dream, in the American business world, where you come on board because the bosses and the owners say to you, "Hey, we got this cupcake thing. We're starting it. It's going really good." We'd love to bring you in as our sales guy. We know you have great experience. We know you're very talented. And you come in and you take that cupcake business to a multi-million dollar deal. Which one of those salesmen who did that is not going to walk into their boss and say, hey, my efforts have now made you $10 million a year from your $500,000 business. What's my compensation? And if you think paying some young student athlete for his education is compensation for the 49 million television revenue dollars Notre Dame made last year, then then you're crazy. Because their football program does not cost them $49 million. It doesn't. But they do. the the other thing is that when you get that money for football, it pays for women's basketball, it pays for... You know the track team; it pays for every I, other I, sport. I, I, so it's, it does, the money does. I agree. Go so, back into so the program. This goes but, right but also, though, that you know, none of the other coaches for those teams are working for free. They're all getting paid. So everybody and every um, athletic program is getting paid, except for the players. So there's there's ways that they can they can disseminate that money and they can they can pay some of the players. They just don't want to. Right. That, there's yeah, that's the bottom line. They don't want to. So. As, and I and I can liken this to so many different things. You know, everybody bitched and moaned. You know that were on, was on the other side of the aisle about Trump winning with the electoral college. Well, if you don't like it, change it. If you don't like this, then change it. And I don't mean to make this into a political rant, and I'm not going to. But at the same time, when I look at a student athlete, who and, and particularly. You know, an offensive or defensive lineman and a linebacker and a defensive back, and guys that aren't going to be a quarterback or a running back that are going to win awards and get all the attention in the limelight. And he puts four years and three years he's a starter. Mm-hmm. And he brings that kind of dollars and cents. And, and remember, every beer, every soda, but every one of those fans that come in, that kid's a little piece of that, a little piece of it. And he gets nothing and doesn't go pro? There's something wrong with that. There's something no, wrong definitely. with that. So it, I mean, it's unjustifiable. I mean, and if you're, you're you know, comparing two, you know, systems with the electoral system and the college system, they're both systems that need to be changed. Yes. Yes, that's, that's my point. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I won't get into the electoral college with you guys, but we'll keep going. Uh, Tom, <laughs> how would you break down the pay, though? Like, I'm looking at your senior year. You had a bunch of guys that averaged around 10 points. You and Jason Hart went on to really long careers in the NBA. But how about a, how do you divvy the money up? How about a guy like Preston Chumpert and, uh, mm-hmm. or Alan Griffin? How are that? How do they get paid as opposed to you who led the team in shots and in points your senior year? So I've seen about well, four or five different models of what they could do and how they can pay everybody and how they can work. Um, you know, down to the non-generating uh, sports as well. Because, like I said, the non the non-money generating sports they all all the none of the coaches work for free. So whether whatever sport they're in, they still have some type of system where they can they can still pay the coaches even if the sport isn't generating any money. 
So I've seen different systems of where they can put it to put it off to the side where the, the player get it gets it after they finish their their years at the, at the university or at the school. Um, so they maybe don't they don't get it right then. I've seen economic breakdowns where they have it based on the the amount of percentage that you bring in. So each so so that it would be a discrepancy as so that how each one would be paid. You know what I mean? But but. But I've seen a model that there that worked. I've seen one that where based on the way the the one university um, brings in, that I have the whole even ground of how each person is paid. There are plenty of different models that that would work out there. The point is that they just don't want to. The NCAA, Mark Emeritt, the the system works the way that they want it to work, and then they're not going to change unless their hand is forced. The Pittsburgh Steelers fell apart in historic fashion last night against the Chargers who scored 23 unanswered points in the second half. Biggest loss they've ever had at home. That's the biggest margin they've ever given up. They were 174-0 and at home when leading by more than two touchdowns. And it in came down history. to three kicks. To all three, two of which were bad. One finally went through, but all three had penalties. I have the audio. 39 yards. Mike Wint is the snapper. Donnie Jones is the holder to win the game in Pittsburgh. And it is over the top of the crossbar and no good. But there's a flag down at the 21-yard line. There's a flag down. Offside. So Badgley gets another crack at it. Now it's 34 yards. Blocked! Flag, another flag. Artie Burns. I'm a Steelers fan. This is brutal. Offside. Defense over 25. This is a 29-yard attempt. And he does it. That was unbelievable. Artie he had a Burns, block. Yeah, Artie Burns was offside again. Penalties decline. Field goal's good. I don't think I've ever seen a game end like this. What? So what? Who was the guy who was offsides every time? It wasn't the same guy, but it was just the Steelers kept jumping early. And yeah. in, well, in that situation, they're going to lose, and you just got to try and guess the snap. And they. Uh, I think it would have been funnier if he just kept going offside so they put him on the two-yard line. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, they made it into class. And the, char- the Chargers scored two touchdowns on horrible official calls. There was a block in the back and a punt return, and then there was a false start, and all the Steelers stopped, and they didn't call it. They lobbed the ball Sp- down the sideline. Spoken like a true Steelers fan. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? The Green Bay Packers announced yesterday they were letting go Mike McCarthy in the middle of his 13th season. It was time for him to go, man. They look terrible, and you know you can't fire a coach midseason. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. When, especially when you know you're not going to the playoffs anymore. And the thing that I think that is hard is that you bring in an interim guy, and when you bring in an interim guy, you should be bringing him in just to get you through and and, and see whether or not you're grooming him because he's been in the system, uh, and, and you're gonna and you're also waiting to see what becomes available. But I got to tell you something. The key for me in this decision was the last two games, multiple times per game, I saw Aaron Rodgers throw a ball and then throw his hands up in the air looking at the guy like, hey, you cut the wrong way, or, or, or pointing with his hand like, out! You know, or, or you know, I mean, the, the miscommunication between him and his receivers, they don't, they're not even on the same page. Now, these are guys who are throwing a ball 20, 30 yards downfield on a laser to an exact position you're supposed to be in. You know, unless it's Rodgers, which I highly doubt, that means that they're not prepared properly. That goes back to the coaching staff, in my opinion. But, but why 
why not just wait until after the season to to fire him? I, I don't understand the the interim part. You know that you you let the interim go. You know, come in right now. Is that really a, a good test run to see if he's able to handle uh, the the head coach position yeah. right now when the season is done? No, and but you I fired think your head coach. I, and, I hear you, and I hear Paulie. I'm going to make one exception, which is the one exception that is the Green Bay Packers. Remember that the Green Bay Packers are the only professional sports franchise that are owned by their city and the public. They're mm-hmm. not owned by an ownership. They're owned by the, your tax dollars in that ca- in that town pay for that team. So you get a lot more pressure from those cheesehead people when they don't perform there, and and they're really not performing there. I think this might have he might have been the sacrificial lamb, knowing he was going anyway. I think that may be a big part. Well, of Well, they're not grooming this guy. This guy's not going to be the next head coach. He's from the same system. So not, even if even Firing him, you're going to run the same offense and defense under this guy because he's McCarthy's assistant. Well, well, okay, but here was a statistic that came out which may have may have hurt him. And if and if and if uh, you know the the uh, Chris Collins Collinsworth is is saying this and calling. He said Green Bay runs the ball on first down like 87 percent of the time. And so you watch them the defense against them the last three weeks in a row load the box on first down. I mean you got to sprinkle some passes in there if they know McCarthy likes to run it once, throw a short pass, run a draw, or and then he goes for the first down. You know, I mean if it's that predictable that the announcers are telling you reading off numbers in the high 80s percentage wise. You know, that's the kind of stuff why you get replaced. Guy got you to the playoffs nine times in 12 years, one Super Bowl. Yeah. He can stick around for four more games. Yeah, you're gone. Finally, 56% <laughs> of people surveyed in America would marry someone for money over love. Hey, amen. 56%? <laughs> the majority of people would marry for money instead of wow. love. Wow. I Are wouldn't have hot? predicted it that Because <laughs> if you get hot and money or... Honey is money. You ever see my episode of Celebrity Date? No, what is Celebrity? Oh, I looked that up that? in my free time. I'm Where sure that was a great it? show. Celebrity. I was. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, uh, Mark. Uh, Mark Cuban owned the show, and he asked me. He goes, "Hey, man, I'm doing uh, my first week of Celebrity Date. Will you do? Will you do the show?" I said, <laughs> Who what did I you gotta, do? What do I got to do? He goes, "You got to roll out. We bring three total hotties in front of you, and they compete to be your date." And I went. Pfft. Oh man! <laughs> did you man. Did, did you get action off that show? Uh, I can't say. Oh, someone is brought to you by the Wildcat Pizza Pub. <laughs> Celebrity <laughs> Pool. Voted best in 2018 Syracuse New Times. Catch all the SU and NFL action on their giant TVs. Wildcat Pizza Pub in Camillus. We'll come back with the town. We'll talk SU basketball and maybe a little cream hunt before we get out of here. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hello, hello. Daniel Baldwin will make your holiday season easier this year. Tune in to win a chocolate pizza from the Chocolate Pizza Company. Knock a gift off your list with the help of the Daniel Baldwin Show. Get your pizza and other sweets at chocolatepizza.com. Chocolate pizza? Wow, that's you're strong. Doing, you're doing yeah, Don, it. you ever have a chocolate pizza? Never. They're delicious. Let's I get remember, him one. I remember chocolate thunder. Oh. Daryl Dawkins? Daryl Dawkins. Are you kidding me? Double D? See, I'm a Sixers fan, too, so that's the only reason planet, I knew that. What planet's he from? Uh, something Tron. Dunkatron. <laughs> <laughs> He's from the planet Lovetron. Lovetron. And where Sorry. is the planet Lovetron? Uh, uh, I don't know. It's in the third I'm not, nebula. I'm not 70 like you. See, I don't know this stuff. See, it's in the third nebula, my friend. And his Playboy interview is one of the greatest Playboy interviews ever done. Yeah. 
He said that he's from the planet. He did a Playboy interview. Daniel reads Playboy for the interviews. He, <laughs> let me tell you something. Some of the best ones ever. I agree. Ever. No, I agree. Because I agree. their hair's down. Plus, they, they serve cocktails while they're Their hair's down. Yeah. yeah, not for Chocolate Thunder. Yeah, he, uh, he said he was from the planet Lovetron in the third nebula, and he came to Earth to teach humans how to hoop. Love it. I love, I love it. Quote. I love it. All right, let's go. So, uh, Ton, replay Cornell, and the same thing comes to my mind watching this game. Um, mm-hmm. And, and what, what's bothering me is we have built this program on the Jim Beheim zone defense. Right. And we are late to get out. Listen, if, if a guy's out there, and back in the day, you know, when I played more basketball, and certainly your time and, and well pre your time, if a guy got hot, you laid him out once or twice, you know, or, or you made him drive, and if he went to the basket, you hit him. You can't really get away with that. The game's not as physical, I don't think, as right. it was. But we're, we're I, I guess, I'm guessing at this, I need your help with it. Are we late on the rotation? We're giving wide open looks right. to teams like Cornell. What are we going to do when we get against teams in ACC divisional play where they're going to knock down an open look like that way more than a Cornell team is? I mean, we've been saying it for the past two weeks. You know, that's that's the issue. That I mean, yeah, they you know they they're going to play well at time. Tyus Battle, I think, had a great game. Showed us the whole repertoire. You know, Brissett. You know, I think I don't think anybody can really stay in front of him when he drives to the basket the way he's been. But it's really been that that defense. I mean, you know, their their guard Matt Morgan. He gave us fits. You know, he was 6 for 10 from the three-point line, exploded for, like, what, 26, 27 points? I mean, he almost single-handedly beat us. And really, you know, as a team, they didn't shoot the ball incredibly well. But if they would have hit a few more of those wide-open threes, I mean, that might have been an upset. I mean, we, we, we can't, you know, we're not supposed to struggle with Cornell. Nothing against Cornell, but we're not supposed to struggle with them the way that we did. What was really frustrating about it is Matt Morgan is the one guy on the scouting report. When you're right. playing a Cornell, he's going right. to score, and you need to know not to let him shoot. I mean, he's he's not sneaking up on anybody. He's going to be the second leading scorer in Ivy League history. You know, the fact that he was still getting open looks late into the game is. Well, this, I mean, now he played well though. He looked really good, but like you said, he should be the first on the scouting board. We shouldn't know to focus on him, and he well, was just kind of having his way. Well, that but that brings two questions to mind. Though my original question then was, as I see it, I see this as a stretching the rotation and we got to take that extra step and a half out. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so what technically are we not doing? What, what, what is it we're missing that teams that are far inferior to, I mean, UConn lit us up. Yeah, it's just a slow rotation. I mean, you have to have I mean, we have to have that extended rotation when you know that somebody is that you have, that you're playing against are three point shooters. That's the way to, to beat the, the two, three zone. You know what I mean? You move the ball around and you get wide open shots. And that's what teams are doing. They're moving around on the perimeter. They're going from the, that high post and then kicking it right to the other side, opposite. And that opposite man can't sink all the way in if you know that the, the, the person on the corner or on the wing is a three-point shooter. You can't sink all the way in. You know that you have to stay up there. And, you know, it's not like they have big men that are just killing us. And, you know, and that was another issue. And, I, and I'm not somebody that's going to bash the big men. I always take up for the big men, right? But come on, man, we can't out-rebound these cats by one point. You know, you know what I mean? Like we can't do that. When we get into the to the ACC games, you know, where they have some real big men. Again, no offense to Cornell. I mean, we're we're gonna have a tough time, but we can't we can't 
out-rebound Cornell by one point. Everybody, we were all harping on the defense here. They only gave up 55 points. You know, the defense did its job. Are you a little worried, right at this point, that this team is a lot like last year and they can't score? Well, see, I think we'll score in bunches. You know what I mean? I, I I don't think that we could rely on two players to do all the scoring for us. You know, I think that Battle and Brissett combined for like, what, 45 or 63 points? I mean, we need other production. But I don't think that the defense did do its job where it comes to three-pointers. This is a different game now. So there's a lot of three-pointers that are being that are being shot. And we're looking at these three-pointers, and we're looking at these close games where the other team is getting wide-open shots. They're just not knocking them down. So it's not, you know, yeah, you hold them to a certain, you know, number of points on one hand, but then you know once you get to ACC play, those wide-open shots that are three-pointers, they're going to start falling, and that's going to be, you know, really difficult for us to overcome. SU goes to the Camping World Bowl. Mm. Are you fired up? <laughs> Can you get fired up for something called – why didn't they just call it – the TP Bowl, sponsored by... Remember back in the day, they had the name of the bowl game, and it was a tradition. It was the Cotton Bowl, sponsored by so-and-so. Whatever. Right, right, right. You know, and now we, we, we name the company. I think it's so lame. Well, there's 9,000 of them now. Money talks. So like the Cotton yeah. Bowl is still the Cotton Bowl right. that way, but now all the other bowls are, you know, the Weed isn't Whacker it, and the... Yeah, but isn't it also the Affleck Cotton Bowl? Isn't it something... It's like the, the Viagra stadium. Bowl. Oh, see, now, listen, you can, always, you, child? you can always get up for the Viagra Bowl. <laughs> Uh, you can always get fired up. Good night, folks. Thank you. Try the veal. Um, so now, now, let, me, let me ask you this. Do you think they need to expand it? Do you think four teams is enough? No, they no, need to go it's more. Go, it's going to eight. Okay. You know what? You know I what? Need it's, to go to eight. It's got to go to eight for one reason. UCF, again, puts up, you know, they haven't lost in 26 games or something. And how do you, you know, how do you justify it? I get it. I hear they don't play the same play involved. But if the Mid-American Conference has a team or somebody else has a team that wins 13 games or 12 games, you know, and there's teams going in there with two losses. Right. You know, I mean, how do you justify that? I, I feel bad for UCF. I really do. And, and maybe not even eight because of player safety. Maybe mm-hmm. you, you give buys to the teams that are no, you it's know, the go, top it's, teams. It's, it's, it's going to go and eight. Then, and then have you. a couple teams play their way in. It's going to go eight. Watch. You know why they're going to go eight? I'll tell you why they're going to go eight. They're going to go eight. Always money. You're going to go eight because of money. But number two, when you take an Alabama who would play UCF at number eight in the first game, and Alabama beats them 48-6. to six. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. like, I guess no matter what, when you put those big, big... here, You know, Etan played at the ultimate high level, and I know that when he went from high school, and then he goes to college, and now there's a bunch of seven-foot guys that are really good. <laughs> you know, and, then, and when you go to that step and you realize, how, you know, you used to go, man, I'm going to school this guy. I can eat him up inside. I can... But now there's two guys on every team that are around your level. They're that good. And right. some guys that are seniors and juniors that are that much better because they've been doing it for three years already. And you realize, wow, I know I'm still good, but there's a lot of really good guys. And then you take that step to pros. And the difference between being a star Duke player and getting up there against a journeyman in the pros who has that kind of knowledge and 10 years in the league, he will eat you up that first year. They just beat the crap out of you. And the same in football. The difference between down the line of scrimmage of the two guys you have that weigh 305 at UCF and then you got a couple 295 pounders and you probably have one guy that's 280 and a tight end that's 260 and then Alabama throws 19 300-pound guys at you. I mean, they're that big. But why don't you just have Georgia play, you know, Oklahoma to play Alabama and Notre Dame play 
UCF to play Clemson, and then, uh, well, then you uh, go. Well, from the answer there. was both of you were absolutely correct in the very beginning. The answer is the money. You're yeah, still going to sell. Yeah. You're still going to sell that UCF crowd on. We have to slay the giant in order to get to Oklahoma, and you're going to sell out that game. It's going to go on TV. It's going to make ten million, fifteen, twenty million dollars for the university. Yeah, no, they're not going to do that. But you, I think. What you're finding is there's no one beyond eight now, and that's a that's a round number where you play. You know, obviously eight plays one and seven plays two, and you know, and 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 it still does. It gives it adds a game onto the to what we already know, which is besides maybe number five or six, Ohio State could be in there for sure. What they did to Michigan, they could definitely be in there. So, uh, Camping World Bowl, you going to the game? I'll be there. Ton, you hopefully. going? No, I'll be watching. I'll be there in spirit. <laughs> <laughs> no one is getting fired up. The whole station, I went, hey, boss, are we going to the game? Are we going to the bowl game? He goes, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> Classic. All right, Ton, thanks for taking the time, brother. We'll talk to you on Monday. All right, thanks, as always. Yeah, brother, God bless you. We'll be right back after this. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Because I might have to adjust myself. We're back on the air right now. How much time we got left? You got three minutes. All right. So run us through the new rule first before we look at at, at the at the drawings of tonight's game and make our picks. Tell me, you throw this new rule at me on my show on everybody's show. You didn't come to me and talk it, to me it, about it, which is my problem with it. That's all between you and I. I'm not a big deal. I wish you would come to me before you make these executive decisions of yeah. who's going to be on my show. It's on everybody's show. No, you're not hearing me. I, you, you're not hearing me. For the hearing I am the manager of this radio I, station. I, I did not say that you were not well within your right for me to override you in five seconds and have Ed Levine, the owner of the station, tell you to go to hell. But that's another choice I may not make. What I'm telling you is, professionally speaking, it would be nice if you would come to me and say, hey, I got this thing going on, I'm making a move, and not tell me on the air. I, I did tell you in the break that beforehand. <laughs> I, I'm telling you and I'll tell everybody else. I'm gonna Just just to show how big Mike Johnson is, I'm going to override it. But anyway, so you're no longer allowed. Now, anybody, what, what's the rule? No, none the rule? of the producers are allowed on the air until further notice. Okay. I'm so taking we, people reading sports centers <laughs> off the air. I'm taking... And the reason for this is... Because they screw up too much. Because their and performance being on, is terrible. Yeah, and being All on right. the air is a privilege. Now, when you do something in a uh, in a group like that, mm-hmm. unless every one of them... But I will ask it's, it's, you, it's what has Nicky Caps done? He's not on air, really, though. He's He doesn't so have a segment. So he's excluded from this. He no, can come on the air. No, but he can't come until, until they... What has Nicky Caps done that would prevent him from coming? You're putting him in the same group as Forrest... Who is struggling, obviously struggling. The youngster out of yes, Texas El Paso. The-, <laughs> the youngster out of Cayuga College. Yeah, really, he's struggling. You remember when someone would screw up in class and the whole class would get punished? That's what this is But happening. that's a military thing. One guy well, good, does the good. bad thing and they all got to clean yep, the bathroom. You're damn straight. How does Cap suffer from that? You're only you're- as fast as your slowest member. Yes. Don't you want to reward the youngster? I will. If he Nikki does something Caps. good, I will reward him. Hasn't he been there for us already? Young upstart Nikki Caps. No, it's no. Coming out of Texas A&M. I'm yeah. going to go, I'm going to go bad for you, Caps. Go ahead. Go, go to Ed. Tell him what I did. I'm sure Ed. Go I'm ahead. Gonna. Go tattle on me. <laughs> oh, now he's tattling. You're going to... He, he had his chest... You know what? I, I, will go his... out, I will go out on a limb. Normally, I don't think Ed backs me. I bet you Ed will back me on this. Then I walk. You're going to walk <laughs> over me, over these two. <laughs> You're going to turn around and look at the artwork right, right, and all say... Right, all, all right. All right. I admit I lied. <laughs> all right. We got to pick... Uh, Eagles right. or Redskins. What's your spread? Did you see the artwork, by the way? Oh. 
He's not allowed to talk. He's not. He, he's, 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 yeah, he he's, can't he's, say a word. All right. He's gonna follow all the rules. Neil, caps, in, caps, in your caps, fingers, how many? What's the spread? Caps, how's it going? Six minus six. <laughs> minus right. six. So what's the spread? Eagles minus know. six. I don't know. What's the spread? I told you you could do this. You're allowed to do this. What? He's saying Philadelphia minus six. Okay. Oh my god. I'm going to punch him in the He's face. He's almost See more annoying when he doesn't See speak. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Eagles minus six. Oh, so, so you lose. You're out. We'll pick for you. He's picking the Eagles. <laughs> he just throws. threw a pen at the Okay, I'm going he, to take How the, dare he throw something in this room? I'm going yeah. to take the Redskins. He's taking the skins. He's uh, taking the Eagles. I'll take the Eagles. Eagles. You're taking the Eagles. Yeah. Nikki Caps. I'm going skins. Caps speaks. Yeah. And go ahead. I'm going skins. All right. It's all on the books. We'll talk to you guys all. All right. I'm going to Ed's office.